Howdy, Towners. Episode <laughs> 29 coming at you. Uh, not live on location, but we're doing remote because um, something's broke out at your house. Everyone's sick. Of course. Well, it was like 60 degrees the other day, so I imagine everybody in this area is sick. I would think so. So uh, one of my kiddos has the flu uh, confirmed, and then uh, a second one is not at school today with unconfirmed flu. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that stuff usually uh, works its way around to everybody. So you're next. <laughs> I got a flu shot, although I heard that the uh, doesn't matter. It's debatable. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I, I got mine too. But like I said, I'm waiting to come down with it. What uh, What do we have on the the docket, the ticket today? Well, uh, we'll of course be talking about the local real estate market update. Um, we got you know leap day and all that stuff. But I did an interview with uh, Amy V. It's nice. kind of an up, update, and she uh, shares some thoughts about uh, setting standards in life and business. Okay, um, that's cool. Yep, home and, and garden show. Home and garden show, and then topical. <sighs> we'll, we'll talk about it towards the end, the cards. but. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I'm cool, Snitch. I'm gonna I'm gonna predict that that's gonna be a, a <laughs> smashing success. Yeah, it will go over well. Welcome to Talk About Town, a podcast about real estate and other stuff. And now your hosts, Mal and Neil. And we're back. Alright, well um, I know we're, we can go ahead and set up the numbers here in a minute because, well, we just want to re replay our other 28 shows. And <laughs> yeah, let, let's do it. Uh, play the recording of the market update. Right, right. All right. Well, let's at least um, do our intro here. So uh, the real estate, what we call it? Um, uh, the real estate market update. Market update brought to you by Insuramax, Chad Hennessy. Hello, I'm Chad Hennessy with Insuramax. If you're exploring options for your insurance coverage, let me and my staff help with taking the burden off your shoulders. We at InsureMax are a locally owned independent insurance agency providing options and flexibility. This allows us to design coverage for your auto, home, business, and life insurance specifically for your needs. Please contact me, Chad Hennessy, at 502-479-4085 or email me at chadh at insuremax.com. Insuramax looks forward to removing the stress of insurance shopping for you. All right. Thank you, Chad. So what, what do you got for us, Mal? I know you've got, you've been digging at the numbers here. Um, right before the show, uh, we said, uh, you got numbers and we said, well, it's, I mean, it's the same. We know what yeah. it's doing. But the time of year, well, anyways, let's, uh, let's jump into the numbers real quick. I have all the, the basic weekly breakdowns. Um, week comparison to comparison this year, last year. So um, in 2019, from February 9th to February 15th, there were 338 listings that came on the market. Same week of this year, 396. Huh. Increase by six, call it 60. So um, I don't know if that's a barometer or not, but that's what I was getting ready to jump into a second ago. This time of year, you know, I mean, you're at what, February late February. So yeah, homes should typically start hitting the market 
Um, I would think if people are doing it right now, they're trying to beat that, that spring rush that God willing happens. <laughs> yeah, really. And, um, you know, a lot of people playing around like school, right. school being out, that kind of stuff. And honestly, if you want to be moving in the early part of summer, it's, it's time to start thinking seriously about it. Um, you know, I, I spoke with a, a prospect the other day that was like, well, we don't want to do anything till May. And I was like, perfect. <laughs> yeah. It's time to start. Yeah. Right now. Um, you're right. A lot of people try to time it. You, well, they say you have that, that, that spring rush. Mm-hmm. And you have the back to school rush during the summer. So you get like two, everybody tries to get it done right towards the end of, you know, spring and by the time school's out and then they try getting it done again before school starts back up. So yep. uh, that's just, that's typically what happens. But, um, and then let's see the souls real quick. Um, same week of 2019, 273 souls. And then here's your flip flop. And then to this year, 234. Oh, wow. Yeah, so uh, forty less, and then if you if you type in, we talked about this the other day. We don't have the inventory on this show, but um, if you just go into search, we talked about you know years past six thousand, you know maybe a little more would pop up. I just did it right now, uh, two thousand five hundred ninety nine. That's it. I ran a search for somebody earlier, came up with nine houses. I'm like, well, <laughs> there know. you go. Let me know if 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 any of those. Uh, piques your interest but uh, uh i told i told him the same thing i said god that's the houses should be hitting the market pretty soon so well i i have some new people i'm working with and we're about to list their home and so they've been talking to me about houses they like i've been sending them some they've been saying we like this so i set up some showings of about four or five at a couple different times later this week last night we were sleeping almost all of them went pending so <sighs> We were like, oh, well, let's, let's reassess. Yeah. I, uh, well, I, I reminded him too this morning. I said, look, I said, I know it's cause they've only been in their house for like three years or so. I said, if something comes up the next day or so, I said, we really should go that night. Like we should not wait. It's probably not going to make it to the weekend if it's nice, but, um, yep. anyways, um, somebody, uh, I can't think of who it was. Uh, somebody put a shared a listing <laughs> through Facebook. And it was somebody's, it was their, it said my, my neighbor's house is up for sale or whatever. Later on that evening, everybody was commenting, you know, like, wow, it's a nice house, whatever. He said, yeah. I said, well, there's been traffic jams there all day long since it's went live. <laughs> so um, I imagine, I'm sure the house sold, you know, within hours, but uh, which, like I said, broken record. I mean, if it's priced right and in the right spot, they've been selling in hours, but um, hopefully relief is on its way but only time will tell yeah who knows um i tell you what um we we actually didn't mention this uh before the show but it's worth noting um the and we almost did we were talking about people being sick that coronavirus scare is um for one it might slow up the market even more but for two i saw something that said interest rates down even more yeah, the stock market tanked yesterday, wiped away all the gains from 2020 yeah. because of fears of the virus. Um, it's weird to think that that will affect the U.S. housing market, but it's affecting everything. <laughs> well, it is, and evidently uh, there's so much Chinese money in the U.S. housing market. Sure. 
that even it hitting just over there is enough to affect over here, let alone if, if the, I mean, I know that it, there's cases of it in the U.S. already, but if it were to be widespread, it, it would just devastate the housing market. That's crazy. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't think about that. So um, I guess, I guess we'll stay tuned to that and see what that yeah, who, who knows. <laughs> you wouldn't think um, that coronavirus would affect the global housing market, but it's global, yeah. I guess, yeah. Um, hmm. And my guess is just like the recession and other stuff, we'd probably be affected to a lesser degree. In For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and me and my brother were talking about this yesterday. It, it takes stuff longer to get to middle America anyway. So hopefully by the time it even thinks of getting here, they've got it all figured out. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But anyways, all right. Well, um, that's basic numbers. Um, no houses. No, no houses to even talk about. So, um, like they, said, sell, they sell quick. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, uh, switch gears and talk about that interview. So, okay. Uh, well, um, so Amy, uh, we had her on sometime last season, uh, because it was actually, it came out of us doing the miracle morning, uh, and talking about that. And I, her book, the playbook playbook for success had been sitting on my shelf for some time. And I said, all right, I'm going to be reading. Yeah. (laughs) If I'm going to be reading every day, I'm starting with this one. So I read it and then somehow I said, I'm going to reach out to her and we're going to, we're going to get her on the show. And she, she agreed and was great on the show. Uh, But then past that, she ended up inviting me to kind of a business planning meeting session. Um, It was in October, I believe. 2019 and I went up there and uh met her face to face and um had had kind of a a mind-blowing business planning session it's just it was just really good you know there's I don't know I'm gonna I'm gonna pick on teachers here for a sec teachers are notorious about having to attend meetings that don't benefit anyone a lot this was a meeting that you come away energized with like actionable things that you can do and had me all jazzed up for business going into 2020. Mm-hmm. And um, since then I, I found out Amy and I are kind of, we're kind of cut from the same cloth um, and uh, we're, we interact on social media, but I, we send each other messages every now and then. Unfortunately, she is a UK fan. Um, right. And, and I, I do hold that against her, but um, otherwise, she's solid. Yeah, you can't you can't win them all. So, um, that's but right. hey, we've we've proven our track record that we'll we'll work both sides of the aisle. That's that's fine. We'll, we'll that's right. We, we don't mind, <laughs> especially we're humble right now too. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, what um, I guess the meat and potatoes. I mean, we'll, we'll we'll put it in here here in just a minute. But so you talked about. Did you even talk about the book? I mean, like, I haven't even listened to the interview yet. I won't listen to it, I guess, till it runs. Right. You, um, no, it was. Uh, I know last time, actually, I, think, I think that's what you all talked about mainly yep. on the last podcast. Uh, this one is actually some kind of new content that she's preparing on delivering uh, in some other places. So um, it's almost a trial run, I think, if you were to, um, if we were to do this podcast with her in her, the interview now, I think it would be even better because she's, she was still sorting through some of the, the flow of the ideas. She had all the ideas and she's, um, 
she sets high standards for herself in business. You know, she, she does not take every listing. She does not work with buyers. She does not, you know, she has people she refers them to for everything. Right. She's got lots of partners, but she sets some pretty high standards for herself. That's cool. Well, maybe we should um, schedule this time next year. I like, I like to have like annual, you know, February guests and you can talk about how, how it all went the previous year. Um, That's right. Or sooner. I don't care. I was just, I was just saying, um, but yeah, they'd be cool. Like a follow-up, a recurring guest on the show. There we go. That's right. A friend cool. of the show. Plug them in every year for January or February or whatever. Um, just on a sidebar, I was trying to get something pulled up, but I, th- I saw on my Facebook, um, I think it was yes, two days ago, I think, uh, nothing's working right now, but anyways, um, our one year, it was on like the 22nd or 23rd. We launched our first one. Cause we, no we way. Won. Yeah. We shared it. So we, we were talking about that on the last show. We couldn't, we didn't remember when it was, but it was either like the 23rd or 22nd of February is when we launched our first show. So we're um, a year old, huh? Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right. Well, um, you want to go ahead and run that interview and yep. check that out. Check it out. Me with Amy B. All right, I'm here with Amy B., um, a returning guest to the show. How's it going, Amy? Hey, thanks for having me, Neil. I'm good. No problem. Um, This has been really cool. Several months ago, I had Amy on a previous episode, and it was around her book that I had read um, as I was starting to jump into a lot of nonfiction reading on a real regular basis. And it led to me attending a workshop that she put on uh, and, and essentially I would say it's led to us becoming friends. Um, I would agree with that. <laughs> we live in, uh, we live in two different cities, but we've got a lot, a lot of the same thought process around a lot of stuff and, and it's really cool. And I value our friendship. So thank you very much. Thank you. You've added a lot to my life well, and I'm excited to be here again. Well, thank you. Um, we were going to talk today about um, some standards, standards in life and business and uh, boundaries and self-worth. And these are a lot of things that um, Amy's coaching, which she coaches a bunch of agents, centers around um, because I think a lot of agents don't realize their own worth. Would you agree with that? I think a lot of humans don't recognize their own worth or don't have the awesome feeling of feeling worthy. I think that's probably true. Um, and I, I think, you know, we're in this um, shout at each other culture all the time right now. And I think it's, I had thought about it recently. I think a lot of it's an extension of people not feeling heard and worthy and, and they just want, they want to be heard and recognized. Uh, but I think they're focusing sometimes their um, weapons on the wrong things. And so let's talk about the right things. So, okay. So what about understanding the feeling of worthy and, and respecting uh, others and oneself? Thoughts on that? Yeah. So I really think that this whole conversation kind of jumps off from the point of the understanding of the word worthy 
and being worthy and feeling worthy. And so what I've been doing a lot lately, Neil, is looking the definitions of words up. <laughs> so um, I looked up the, the definition of the word worthy, W-O-R-T-H-Y, mm -hmm. which is different than worth. And worthy means someone or something that has a desirable quality and is entitled to respect or attention. Okay. Entitled is usually a negative word in our world right now, but I think everyone is entitled to respect. Absolutely. And attention. Everyone is entitled to um, basic human decency, right? Absolutely. So, so respect or attention based on qualities. Um, and I think all of us at different times in our life feel worthy or not worthy and men and women feel worthy and not worthy. And it's something that we have to work through and really kind of get a handle on because what I've seen in real estate and being a mom, being, you know, a dad, being, you know, a parent or whatever is that some people allow themselves to be disrespected and treated poorly for some reason. And it's disheartening to see that, but some people don't know that that's not okay. Right. Some people don't realize that they, they are entitled to respect. They're entitled to respect. And the minute somebody recognizes that they're entitled to respect and they are worthy, then they start to make a stand for themselves and they start to make some changes and they start to reinforce some things. And that gets us into that conversation about having standards, setting boundaries, expectations, that kind of thing. Um, what's and that kind of leads into another thing. I got a card from a friend of mine. Um, recently, we were both working really hard on trying to find our word for the year. And I had found mine through some help from her and she found hers and she sent hers to me. And I want to read you what her word is worth, worth, W-O-R-T-H. And this is just a little phrase and it takes us into the next kind of conversation, which is standards. And she says, you have to find the courage to let go when you are no longer being pulled to the energy you want. You have to find the strength to leave when what you want is no longer there. You cannot find your worth in someone else or by proving it. Your value is found when you become aware of how worthy you are and what's really worth your energy. Wow. I like that. So a lot of it is just saying, hey, this doesn't serve me. I'm moving on. Right? And becoming aware of your worth and right. being worthy. I think a lot of times in my life, when I reflect on things that apply to that, it's easy to let the good get in the way of the great sometimes. Um, you know, we're comfortable, we're doing okay. So we don't necessarily take the risks that will get us to um, our best life that we could be living. You know, the best life is kind of a, a um, fun word that people throw around right now, but it, but it's for real, you know, there's, there's steps we can take 
to live at the top of our game. Um, I think imposter syndrome for me is what I relate to in this. Um, people that are successful and look around and wonder, how am I doing this? Um, I don't belong here. But if you look at the value that you're providing to people, um, you then usually you do belong there. I think we all suffer with imposter syndrome, myself being one. Mm -hmm. um, I posted a while back a video of Jennifer Lopez talking about how she felt like she was not a good enough dancer or a singer. <laughs> it's, it's in all of us, right. right? All of us that have an awareness of who we are. And, and I think all of us that have an awareness and truly wanting to be the best that we can be, right? Um, it's a pushing mechanism. Um, but you're right. The imposter syndrome is, is, is something that is a real thing. And I think that's, you know, a combination of this topic and also an entirely other. Right. It could, it could be okay. a whole nother thing. Yeah. Um, I, I just always wonder, you know, you've got, um, I guess really the people at the top of their game in our society right now are like CEOs of huge companies. And you've got to think if they wonder, wake up in the morning and pinch themselves, uh, you know, Hey, I tweet something and yeah. it gets shared a million times. Uh, yeah. And, and, and you mix in there a little bit of ego yeah. issues um, that we see a lot. Um, every day we see it in our leaders and in all of that and, and sometimes good and it's sometimes bad, but it's good to have those checks and balances. Absolutely. So um, what are ways that we can apply standards that you were thinking of? You, you had given just some general outlines um, for some yeah. places that we can, can apply standards. So what are you thinking around that? So to kind of take it to the next step after we understand that we are worthy and we deserve respect, we move on to where are we not feeling respected? Where are we not feeling appreciated? Where, where are our efforts not returning what we need as humans? And sometimes that's people that we don't need to be around anymore. Sometimes that's um, opportunities that we don't need anymore. Sometimes it's situations, all kinds of things. Um, just human human wise, personal, you know, stuff. And, um, you know, that goes with releasing some of that bad energy because having all that bad energy around you is not going to help you become better, feel worthy, you know, do great things. And, um, I have to just kind of stop and say something that you mentioned a little bit, which is, all growth happens outside of your comfort zone. Mm. All of it. Okay. I recently started working out. It sucks. I can <laughs> barely walk today. And, but I wouldn't have done it if I wasn't feeling bad about the way that I was feeling, my energy, my body, all of that. Like I had to get uncomfortable before I made a decision. Right. And so people that are listening to this, if you're feeling like you need to put your foot down and some things, it's going to be uncomfortable. But guess what? I guarantee you, if you feel uncomfortable, change is happening. It is happening. And you have to have conviction 
for standing your ground and putting your foot down. You have to. Otherwise, people will roll right over you. Absolutely. Um, living out. This goes with parenting too, right? Like you have to set standards and boundaries for your kids too, Absolutely. Right? Um, they won't, uh, they won't keep the house clean <laughs> and, and they're not going to until I tell them to, uh, the last episode, which came out, we talked about some stuff we love and I said a clean house. <laughs> um, it's the stage for a good day. It sure does. It really does. Um, so, so I looked up a couple words that I want to just set the stage for. Standards um, are kind of what must be met, like a qualification or a rule, right? So um, it's a category that you can have a standard in, right? Like maybe, maybe as a parent, a standard is that there is a bedtime or there is a curfew, okay? That's an example. Right. Boundaries are often is often a word used interchangeably with standards but boundaries are actually don't break this this is protection or a limit okay so if you have a standard that there is a bedtime or a curfew now you may have boundaries maybe you allow them an extra 10 minutes um late to go to bed but not past that right or maybe you know that 30 minutes is too far i mean there are boundaries and there are, are actual limits, right? To those. So you have to enforce that. That's where it gets uncomfortable is enforcing the boundaries and the standards, right? Because nobody wants to punish their kid or nobody wants to force somebody to do something they don't want to do. But when you know that in your heart, it's the right thing for you and for them, you, you have to get uncomfortable with it. Um, Another definition that goes along with standards and boundaries is expectations. That's right? a, that's a big one for me. Um, I find myself nearly every time that I get upset with something or some situation, it's around that. And is it because you failed to set expectations? You didn't realize that you had them. You didn't communicate them. What was the problem? Uh, normally for me, it's that I had an expectation of someone um, generally not even communicated and they failed to deliver on my expectation that lives only in my head. Yes. So you, you did not communicate your expectation and you're now disappointed in that person, but they have no idea that you wanted that or you needed that. Right. Right. So that's, that's speaking up and, and um, making your wishes known, which is, it goes to the same thing about having a standard. This is what I expect. This is what we should, we should do or, or whatever the, yeah. the situation is. Yeah. Communicating is the key when having standards, boundaries, and expectations. Um, the definition of expectations it's kind of like ideas, choosing, deciding how something will be. It's a belief, an acceptance, true or real, firmly held opinion or conviction. So, you know, I expect you when I send you to bed at night to go to bed. There are no phones. There are no, you know, music. There is no whatever. Um, I will allow you to read for 30 minutes if you want to do it. You know, you're setting expectations. Do you have any questions about that? 
do you, do you have any concerns, you know, and then just checking in. So I'm just trying to make my examples like that everybody can kind relatable, of relate. Absolutely. Um, so you said you've got a, a bunch of ways to say no. I do. So I would love to hear those. Um, that's something that, that I sometimes struggle with. Um, is, I'll do. Yeah. I'll take on a lot of stuff. And then I look up and go, oh, wow, it's, yep. it's too much. And I'm similar and a lot of us are. And what happens when we take on too much is we, as individuals, we take the hit for that. It's like, you know, a linebacker just running into us because we are punishing ourselves when we have overcommitted, right? And our personal time and our self-care time goes away when we overcommit. We also do a shitty job. Right. And, and I think we get mad uh, when, yeah. we, when we shouldn't be. Well, and those are important feelings to remember. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe even just sometimes write down how you feel when that's happening because you don't want it to happen again. And that, as a reminder, will keep you from saying yes to things that don't need to be said yes to. Um, so let's talk about how to say no. Mm -hmm. A couple of ideas and a way to frame it. So um, you came to my, what I call NetLife workshop mm -hmm. in October. And, and what NetLife is, is it's, it's having a successful business that you love and being able to have the kind of um, family and life that you want at the same time. You're not sacrificing one for the other, right? right? So one of the exercises that we did in our workshop was we made a list of priorities. Okay. Yep. Now almost every, and this is, this is my list and almost everybody's is similar. It's got a family feature, family, marriage, kids are important. They're priorities. Um, health. A lot of people had health as a, as a feature. Some people had financial um, goals as a feature more for security purposes. So what my recommendation is, is you have to take inventory of your life and say, what are the most important things in my life? Okay. And that should be a list of three to seven things. Okay. Because if I say to you, Neil, can you take this appointment with me on Saturday at noon this week? and you already have something with your wife and your kids, you better say no, yep. because that's a priority to you. You don't sacrifice them for helping somebody else, right? But when you have your priorities listed and you know with conviction what they are, it's easy to say no. So you gotta start with what are your priorities. Take inventory and know what they are, so that you can feel confident that when you have to say no, it's for a good reason. Right? Absolutely. Um, and, and I have um, the workshop and, and anybody who's interested in it, you, you could do um, much worse because this, uh, this workshop was great for me. It had me energized for business, but just for life. And, when you take stock of these things um, and you take it, she takes you through several steps. You end up with a schedule 
for the day that matches your priorities. And I can't tell, tell you how valuable that's been because I had a schedule before, but it didn't always match up with my priorities. And now you've got your working out in there mm-hmm. and that's been very helpful Absolutely. and your in there as well. And, and that's important. Um, another thing that, that we need to be aware of in how to say no is, you know, what is yes costing you? Yep. So if you say yes to something, first of all, if it's not a hell yes, then it should be a no, right? right? But if you're saying yes to something, you need to look at what you're saying no to. Um, And maybe you need to make a list sometimes. But are you okay with what you're saying no to if you say yes to something? Right. Because And be realistic about what you're saying no to and really how much obligation your yes is. Well, time is one of the few things that really are that really is um finite there is only so much time we all have the same amount so if you're if you're um dividing it up in a way that where you're having to say yes to you are saying no to other things and um i have found a couple places since doing that where i'm like you know i wonder if i should have just said no to to that I'm going to give you permission to say no. Some people need permission. I feel like a fairy, you know, or (laughs) with a wand. You have permission to say no. You also have permission to say, I'm sorry that I said yes to this. I'm actually not going to be able to fulfill my obligation. Right. You can't say that to your kids or your wife. Nope. Because they're on the top of the, they're on the top of the list. Right. But you have to protect them. You have to protect that. And if you're saying yes to things that are getting in the way of that, then you need to watch out. Um, Same thing goes for business, right? So if you are doing a bunch of volunteer work and that's taking away from your financial goals, that's a problem, Mm -hmm. right? I love volunteer work. I think we should all do it. Um, sometimes we need to focus on our financial goals until we get to a point where our family is secure, and then we focus on adding in volunteer work. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so really looking at what it's costing you causes you to slow down. Now, here's another one that not everybody likes called the the delay and dodge method okay and again here's my wand i'm giving you permission when somebody asks you something you can always if it makes sense say you know what i need a day to think about this Mm -hmm. delay i need a day to think about this again if it's not a hell yes it should be a no right no that doesn't make sense for me um and then the dodge is Again, here's my wand. You have permission to respond to that request in a way that you can get your point across. So if you are afraid that face-to-face you won't be able to stand your ground, then don't do it face-to-face. Okay? Send an email. Send a text. Send a message. Say, 
no, I can't do that. I'm sorry. You know, it's, it's not in the cards right now. Right. I like Another that. Option, go ahead. No, I like that. Um, I was just, I, w- I was processing because uh, I like that because I am naturally a processor. Um, if I'm presented with two things, I'm going to make a better decision an hour from now than I am right now. Um, and that, that happens in all kinds of situations. So being able to delay that decision, I can see that as being very helpful. So that's an interesting way to look at it. I am an immediate decision maker. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm different than you, but the negative of that is most people think when I make an immediate decision that I haven't thought it through Mm -hmm. that, you know, I haven't given it the time. Right. So but I have, I have a different processing mechanism than you do, mm-hmm. right? Because you're a processor and I'm an immediate decision maker. So just giving it 24 hours lets them think that I'm <laughs> processing it, right? But I know in my heart, it's not a hell yes. Right. So whatever you need, delay. Delay is good. Delay for 24 hours and then respond in a way that you can get your message across succinctly, right? Mm-hmm. Another really great way to say no is to have an alternative. So a lot of times I'll be presented with an opportunity as a real estate agent to help someone with an investment property, right? That's not my thing. Mm -hmm. I don't do it. I don't know, you know, um, numbers and cap rates and all of that. So I say, that is not my core competency or no, I can't help you with that. However, I do have a great guy named Mark who does investments all the time. And I would feel very comfortable connecting you with that person. Would that be okay with you? Makes me feel so much better when I get those regular requests of something constantly Mm -hmm. to find a solution because I can say no immediately if I have a solution, but sometimes I'll drag my feet for two days responding to somebody if I don't have a solution because I don't want to say no, but I don't know how to help them. Right. Right. So think about things in your life that come up on a regular basis and how can you create a solution so that you can say no more often, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, and I already said, get comfortable with being uncomfortable because it is going to, it, it ha- you have to get uncomfortable in order for your, you to put your foot down. Um, Another suggestion is to be direct and clear. Make no room for question. Mm-hmm. Right? So in real estate, what, one of the things that we do after a showing on one of our listings is we say to the other agent, are they going to be writing an offer? And she'll say, I don't think so. <laughs> guess what? That leaves room for question. Right. And she says, no. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, done. Right? On to the next one. Yeah, it's it's very concise and clear. And, you know, if you ask me to babysit your kids on Saturday night, I'm going to say, no, thanks for asking. <laughs> say, let me think about it. Or I don't think I can. That leaves room for question, right? right? You have to be very specific in your answer. No, thank you for asking. No, I appreciate you thinking of me. You know, that is polite and courteous and a way to say no. I wrote down a couple of suggested scripts 
I appreciate you asking me, but I'm stretched too thin right now to devote the time to do quality work or whatever you, you know. I like that um, because I definitely, um, anything that I get involved in, I'm going to do it right. So um, I can think of one thing that's really a small thing in, uh, on my plate right now that I'm definitely not giving the time it needs to. Um, and, you know, when I think back, ro roll the tape back, my bad, probably should have said no. Well, that, uh, you know what? A mistake repeated is a decision. Yep. So you made that decision. Don't make it again. Yep. You know? You're living, you're living in it. A um, couple of interesting quotes. Warren Buffett, one of the richest people in the world, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Because the difference between successful people and very successful people is that very successful people say no to almost everything. Um, something that we did at the at your workshop that makes me think of this is the good idea list. And I actually, um, from time to time, uh, I do write down some things to process them more. And the good idea list, for those of you who don't know, is where you write down the idea and it's probably a good idea, but we're only going to implement great ideas. And uh, I like that because I, you know, the wheels are constantly turning. I've got new ideas daily about all kinds of things. Can't, can't do them all. <laughs> No, you got to have your priorities and, and what you're responsible for. Um, Steve Jobs' famous quote, focus is about saying no. No is a complete sentence. Absolutely. Um, and just one more, if I may. Please. Attention is the rarest and purest form of generosity. Agreed. Attention. I appreciate you giving me the attention to do this today, to share this and to, you know, share these ideas and um, just being present, you know, with friends, family, kids is, is number one. And if you're saying yes to too many things and stretch too thin, you're not going to be able to give the attention to the people that matter most. Yeah, attention and, and, you know, we had uh, parenting examples in the beginning. Attention with the kids is, is number one. Uh, you know, last night we went on, uh, my wife and I and my daughter went on a walk and it was drizzly and kind of yucky out. But that time was more valuable than whatever else we could have been doing. So worth it. Yep. And you, and you know, you have to protect that time and know that if you were off gallivanting, showing a house to somebody that didn't meet your standards for a buyer, then you would have missed that opportunity to be present with your daughter. Absolutely. So did you have some self-care stuff that you wanted to suggest as well? You know, I think, um, I have a couple of tips on self-care that are pretty specific and easy. Mm -hmm. And I think that self-care is one of those things that people assume is just for girls or whatever. And I, I, I can't emphasize enough that men and women need to take care of themselves. Absolutely. Both. 
Um, and some really easy, most important things, if we boil it down to the most basic elements of self-care, number one is sleep. Yeah. There is so much information, so many studies, so many books that talk about the importance of sleep, consistent sleep, um, you know, eight hours of sleep. It, it sets you up for everything. If you're not sleeping, you're not productive, you're, you're not healthy, you're not eating right, you're not, you know, your body isn't as fit as it could be. All of those things happen when you're not sleeping right. So if you can protect your sleep, that's so important. Um, getting plenty of water. Mm -hmm. Super, super, super important for your body to work right. Yep. Super basic. Sleep, water, nourishing food. Mm -hmm. That's how you can take care of yourself instead of eating junk at McDonald's, you know? Um, it may not taste awesome, but you know that you're giving yourself the vitamins that you need to sustain your energy level and to get through your day and, and you're doing good stuff for yourself. I mean, would you feed your kids McDonald's right. when you could feed them quality food? Right. No. no, then you need to do the same for yourself, Right. right? Yep. Because we're always the last person to take care of our own selves. We're, we always break dates with ourselves. We always break rules for ourselves. We take care of everyone else. We don't focus on ourselves. Um, Malika and I have spoken in past episodes about the miracle morning that we've been doing, which is actually roundabout how you and I got connected. Um, I, would, <clears throat> I would suggest to anyone listening this book, but you don't even have to read the book. <clears throat> Excuse me. You don't even have to read the book and do the whole thing to get the benefits. Um, the, the regimented reading of nonfiction material every day has exploded my thought process as far as business, life, spirituality, recreation, everything. Um, and I just... I can, you know, there's a lot of people, oh, I don't read, oh, I don't do this. Do, get an audio book then because it has been um, life-changing. And you're, you're dedicating the time and you're consistent about doing it. Mm -hmm. Yep, every morning. The, the last self-care thing is more of the fluff. It's um, let go of stress. And there's a million ways to do that. Most people go to exercise right away. It's not my favorite, I'll mm -hmm. be honest. Um, but walking, meditating, mm -hmm. if you've never meditated, that is an amazing experience that takes practice just like anything. Um, cooking, gardening, taking a bath, all of those things work, they're all free. All of these things are easy to do. You just have to make a commitment to do them. And when you are taking care of yourself, everyone around you sees that and sees that that's important to you and that you're modeling that behavior for them. Right. Absolutely. Um, you know, one of the things we didn't talk about were going into more specifically some, some standards that you can put in your business. Mm -hmm. And what those can be, 
And I just want to give you guys a couple of ideas because I feel like when I talk about standards, sometimes people are like, well, like what? Like, what should I have as a standard, right? Right. So here are some ideas, business focused, mm -hmm. right? I feel like we've talked about a lot of standards in a, on a personal level. Let's look at some business because if you can't control your business, it will bleed into your life. Yep. Right? So a couple of things that you can think about to create standards for in your business are when you're working and not working, having a schedule. Mm -hmm. you know, I don't work on Sundays. I don't work evenings, whatever that may be. And then stick to it. Right? Yep. You're going to have to say no when someone says, I want to see a house on Sunday. Yep. Have an alternative, right? Um, the other one is what is your focus in your business? Um, there's all kinds of, you know, industries, sales jobs, whatever, that you can't be everything to everyone. You need to find your focus and get really good at that. So for example, in real estate, like you can be residential, commercial, investment, you know, rental, lease. You can't do all of those well. Mm -hmm. That so, reminds me of agents who yeah. advertise on their website. We specialize in commercial, residential, families, investment, and first-time homebuyers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. I mean, so you can't be all things to everyone. You, you know, have a focus. And then, for example, like I shared earlier, I don't do investment properties, but I have a friend mm -hmm. who does. Let me connect you, right? Have that, that offset um, to feel good about saying no right away, get it off your plate and move it on. Um, many people need to think about having an effective, profitable price point minimum and maximum. Mm -hmm. So if, if you know, you, everybody wants to help everybody. Everybody wants to, you know, achieve the American dream or, you know, be able to do something. But the bottom line is sometimes it doesn't make financial sense to take on some opportunities because they end up taking more time right. than what you will actually net out in the end. So, you know, having an awareness of where that line is and then having some alternatives. So, I have a minimum price point that I work. And if it doesn't meet the minimum price point, I'll give my clients two options. You can either pay the minimum fee, which I've said, it's much higher than what they would pay, right, right. Rate, but they can still get me at this rate, right? At this minimum rate, or I can refer them to somebody else who is comfortable working that price range. And we'll do an excellent job too, I'm sure. <clears throat> yeah, um, because I vetted them out right? And, and selected them in advance. Um, do you know what a PETA scale is? P-I-T-A? I do. <laughs> you want to share that? Uh, it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> so there's something called a PETA scale that mm -hmm. sometimes I'll use. I have a standard. If they've violated my PETA scale too many times, <laughs> It's not worth it. It's not worth the aggravation, the frustration, the anxiety, the stress that I am going to take on because of them and that I am going to give off to my other clients and my family right. as a result. Right? Yep. It's okay to say no to listings. 
to buyers that don't fit your criteria. Here's my wand again. It's okay to say, I'm not the right fit for you. We're not the right fit for everyone. Right. Right? Absolutely. Um, sometimes there's geographic areas that you will and will not go in mm -hmm. because you just don't know it or you're unfamiliar with it, or you feel like somebody else would do a better job there. Absolutely. That well, absolutely exists. You don't have to do every house in a whole state, right? right? Right. And then, you know, finally, something that we kind of uh, talked about a little earlier is what is your expectation of your clients, you know, of buyers, of sellers? For example, you know, if somebody's gonna call you on a Sunday afternoon and wants to see a house, what what do they need to have met for you in order for you to to either go or to book them for the first thing the next morning right right do they need to be pre-approved do they need to already have um some things done so that you know that this is not a waste of time right right i can think of one that people do is they're a move-up buyer but their house isn't at all ready to sell and they say oh i want to go see this one well but it's going to sell in the next week and your house isn't ready for a month right yeah i don't want to show you something that you're going to fall in love with and you can't have because you haven't been getting your house ready like the priority and the focus is getting your house ready as soon as that's ready then we can move on exactly right? yep take things one step at a time for sure all right um do you have anything else that you want to sum up on this um what i will say is that uh, quite a bit of what we've discussed here today was stuff that we discussed before in the workshop that I did with you back in October that we continue to be in contact over. Uh, you know, we had a, a group call the other day um, where we were all just kind of checking in and we're not checking in. We're not saying who's made the most money, who's done this. We're saying, how are you? You know, how is, how are you implementing the standards that you laid out for yourself and to fix your life, to be, to represent what you want it to look like. Um, and so for that, I appreciate it. And if others want to get some of that same stuff, where do they go? How do they find you? Um, amyb.com is my website. Mm -hmm. And if you guys are interested, I will put together some materials that will go along with this standards and saying no, and would be happy to email you if you go to amyb.com forward slash just say no put in your email and I'll send you a video and some materials on how to say no and some ideas on what standards you can put in place um, and then hopefully that'll help you guys have some more confidence in doing this because here's the thing Neil what we found in that that call that we did the other day everybody's a work in progress absolutely it takes a lot of work to get it the way you want. And it is, it is a process. It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. And, and it won't, it won't stop. It won't, you won't wake up one day and say, well, I'm done. <laughs> like yeah. the, the muffins are ready. My life is perfect. 
Yep, and our standards are always changing. They're always evolving. Um, and, you know, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes mind shift, depending on what the needs are and, and what the timeline looks like. Uh, I, I mean, Pearl Jam is my favorite band in the world. They're going to be touring this fall. The more money I can make and save, <laughs> the more shows so you get to go to. Follow them, the more dates I can make. Yep. I, I'm just being honest. Like, this is literally my why right now. I mean, my family is important to me, right? But this is my thing. So, will I take a listing that's maybe a little outside of my area? Or that's maybe they got a little bit on the PETA scale mm -hmm. or, you know, um, needs a little extra work to get it ready. Things that I wouldn't normally do. Yes. Because I want the end result. Yeah. I want to be able to do, you know, what I want. Does that change maybe in the summer when I want to spend more time with my kids? Yeah. Maybe I have higher standards or I'm cherry picking a little bit more at that time. But if you don't have an idea of what standards you need to have and what you should have in place, then you can't change the boundaries on those standards, right? Absolutely. Um, know what you want, make the conditions change to get what you want. Yep. Love it. Um, so don't forget to plug your book, um, which can be found on Amazon, I believe. It's called The Playbook for Success, and um, it's everything that a real estate agent and or just a human being that's in sales and that's an entrepreneur needs to, we talk about setting expectations, we talk about um, how to overcome a bad day, how to um, not repeat decisions or mistakes, you know, all kinds of things about financial security, everything that you need to be successful in my opinion, um, after I've gone through it. And um, there's lots of checking questions in there and some bonus materials in there. And um, I'll certainly continue to always help others based on my experience. I would love to shorten learning curves for people. Um, some people just have to learn the hard way, but right. I try like hell to help you identify where we can shorten a learning curve or um, save some time and effort and, and make you successful faster. Whatever success means, success means different things for everyone. You know, whatever success means to you, um, that is the goal to set that up. So thank you for having me. Thanks for your support and for continuing to let me share my uh, ramblings and thoughts with you as <laughs> I row into this um, topic of standards and, and self-worth and, you know, things like that. Well, thank you. Thanks for being back on amyb.com. Um, go check it out. All right. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely have to check back in with her. For sure. Um, like I said, we've kind of changed gears on our show to getting away from topical to more informational. So hopefully somebody takes something away from, especially every guest we bring in. Hopefully if you learn one thing, mission accomplished. I mean, you know. yeah, for sure. And I, and I think with Amy, you know, like, uh, you don't have to be in a real estate agent to set, 
to set standards in your business. You don't even have to work outside of your home to set standards in your life. It's stuff right. that can apply across the board. You know, what am I not willing to do? Very cool. So like yeah. I said, um, we've, we've kind of changed the, I guess we don't have a mission statement, but uh, we've changed the, the the role for our show. So that's, that's cool. Hopefully they learn something. All right. Well, um, do we need a you, mission statement? I know we, two years later, or, you know, <laughs> a year and a half later, like we should put together a new mission statement. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, what do you want to jump into next? Uh, well, let's, um, let's talk about some stuff coming up uh, there. I know there's at least one real estate adjacent thing coming up this weekend. Remotely. Yeah. Um, the Louisville, well, I don't think it's called the Louisville home garden show anymore. I think it's just called the home garden and remodeling show. Um, and I feel like, and I think they really do. I think they do three of them, but this is, I think the second one um, for, I have the basic info pulled up. Uh, it's February 28th to March 1st, the home garden remodeling show what's what's the location it is kentucky expo center south wing b and c 937 phillips lane so um maybe that's not the one i was thinking uh about two years ago uh the family and i went to one of these and we were starting to think about you know doing an addition to our home oh that's right we weren't quite prepared financially for doing it. We went and the guy eventually came out and we just said, all right, we're going to roll and we'll figure out a way. We did it. And uh, it was kind of, uh, it was going to those shows. So I guess there was amazing stuff to see. Awesome booths to check out awesome companies. But if you're not ready, like don't take your checkbook, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> a lot of people just go, they do it this time of year to get out of the house. Like a lot yep. of people start, you know, cabin fever is setting in. So they, and that's what I said. This is the second one. I think there's one more after this one. Uh, they all have different names, but um, a buddy of mine, he owns um, that one of those curb at a curb service, you know, businesses. And uh, we went last year and talked while we were there, we talked to him and he said um, he gets quite a bit of business from it. Same thing with another uh, buddy of mine that owns um storage buildings he said he sells a ton at these shows so um this time next year i will probably uh be doing some some booths at these things because um i talked to a guy that owns a shutter company up in indianapolis and he said he just finished up one it was a week-long show like i think he said maybe even 10 days which that's crazy but yeah he said it cost him 2500 dollars to set up but he's so busy right now with orders that he can't keep track because he said he got so much business from it so i mean your return on investments he said it's unbelievable that's but, awesome um, and with these weekend shows i imagine if you know you sell one if you get one or two jobs probably pays for your i think these fees are like 250 bucks um, oh wow nothing crazy but um like i said you sell one job it should help pay for it but um anyways this is a good one it's uh emissions 10 bucks um or at the door general mission if you pre-buy is twelve dollars uh like i said february 28th to march 1st what's the hours uh 10 a.m february uh on fridays when it kicks in all three days 10 o'clock so um i don't know if we're gonna go we went last year uh it sounds like you went two years ago to, to yeah and, and and i mean you know that's not to say we were definitely in the market we just we just went a little earlier than we were going to do it we weren't 
we well, didn't get of, like suckered in or anything. Yeah, well, a lot of times they'll run show specials, whatever you know. If mm-hmm. you book now, knock off twenty percent, or who knows. But uh, we did some analysis when we were checking that out. Once we got the price, and we said, uh, would it just make more sense to move? Uh, and we uh, we determined it would make more sense to do an addition, and so we were we were nearly in the real estate market for ourselves. I don't know if you all go have fun. Uh, don't get sucked in, but uh, there's a lot of good stuff to see there. Hell yeah! All right, well, do you want to switch gears or no? <laughs> I think we're obligated to, right? We can just call it a wrap on the show if you want. <laughs> but, uh, all right. Well, we can talk about it for a minute or so. Um, cards, basketball. Man, like there for a little while, I had us in the final four. I would be think we'd be lucky if we get it to the Sweet 16 at this rate. Um, I mean, I, I think – I don't know. Anybody could beat us at this point. We're, we're – we're just off, you know, which, which game was it where McMahon went like seven for seven? Well, no, he did that. And then a couple games later he went like one for 11 or something. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Georgia tech or Georgia tech. I think it, I think it was both of them. I think (laughs) uh, both of those game combines Jordan, I think had seven points or something. Yeah. And he, and you know, man, like airballs one. And then every time he got the ball, the crowd shouting airball, airball. And then you look like, like uh Monday night, he's like pulls up from half court practically and just sinks. Logo. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It like something had infected the team. Cause we all know McMahon makes that shot. 80% of the time and he was just off, but it wasn't just him. It, that, I think that's just a microcosm about what was happening to the whole team the whole time. You and I text back and forth and that's what I said. You could read, I mean, body language is one thing. Um, you could read it on, that's the problem too. Jordan shows everything. Like if he's not, like if he's down, I mean, he's, hit, he's looking at the floor. Uh, but like I said, I noticed they were at the free throw line when, Nora was trying to get Sutton's attention, said his name like three or four times in a row. Sutton wouldn't even look at him. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. what I told you. I said, dude, I said, something's up. And they, w- they wouldn't pass him the ball. Like they were all – and then the next thing you know, two days later they have a players-only meeting. I'm like, they're the, – I think the I think the problem is Sutton and Malik go hard every game. Like they fly, they hit the floor, they don't care. And I think if you don't bring it, that probably creates some turmoil in between them all. I would think so. I think Sutton is my favorite for a guy who just brings his lunchbox to work every day. Every game. And le- leaves it all out there. Yeah, he's definitely not the best player, the best athlete, but good Lord. He uh, plays he gives hard. every bit. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah, and um, and then Malik last night, that's what we were going to talk about, the injury real quick. I re- I've seen – I've been looking at all the reports. says that it doesn't look like – I mean, you saw I he saw- was cr- he was crying. Yeah. I saw a report that he's good. Obviously, he's uh, who knows. Uh, obviously, he's probably doesn't feel great today, but uh, when you roll an ankle, he didn't just roll it. Like he flat out. Right. It was, it was bad. Uh I think he probably thought he did some real damage. Yeah. Everybody did the way he was upset over there, but I'm just saying the team, they've already everybody knows we don't have a leader. They you know, that's well documented. There's nobody that has stepped up and decided they're going to be I mean, Jordan's the 
the He's ACC like, player of the year and yeah, all like that. the media leader. But nobody vocally has taken you know control. They said last night Fresh Kimball was inside the huddle kind of grabbing everybody up. But I mean nobody's taking over the leadership. So when Malik goes down, the team was done. Like, uh, mm-hmm. He kind of plays he plays with an edge. He kind of talks yep. shit a little bit. And you saw him, even after the game last night, I saw him saying something to somebody, like, even though he didn't even play, like, he, but you need that for somebody to get out there and, and go after the rebounds and do the dirty work. But uh, it's like when the team last night, when he went down, everybody's like, well, that'll, that'll do it. Like, let's get let's <laughs> yeah. load up and get out of here. <laughs> Fire Which, up the buses. That's what I told Chris. I was like, if he's really, if he tore something, I said, we might be done for like that. But yeah. thank God, thank God. It wasn't anything major, but um, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't take much. Somebody goes cold, misses three or four threes, and everybody's like, oh, okay, we'll, we'll catch him on the next one. Like, we're done. Like, you know, that's what I don't like. No, they're not – they don't have that dig deep and, and fight mentality. Whenever, when somebody's hitting threes, everybody's excited. We're dunking yeah. on people. Everybody's hitting threes, but somebody goes cold, they all just – we're done. <laughs> I, think, I think DJ maybe could fit that role, but it's a hard role to fill from being a freshman. I've never seen anybody – have so much talent and can fly like he does. But for some reason, he'll make this badass move to get himself in the lane wide open and then dribble it off his leg like every other. (laughs) Like he just loses it. And I'm like, dude, you had a a sweet spin move. You found yourself wide open for a dunk and you lost it out of bounds. Like he does that a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But he, you know, the, the Duke game several weeks ago is an example. He just said, you know, you're not going to stop me. I'm going to take this game over. Yeah. I wish he would do that a lot but they've also changed roles like he's running point guard now which yeah. i don't know if that was the goal this year or not but um he's moved some guys around um and they said last night we play nine guys consistently every game which that's mm-hmm. that's good but everybody knows when it comes down to the tournament guard play is crucial that's why you hear all these mid-majors come out of nowhere they have two senior guards and they lead them to the sweet 16 just because right. the style when you get a a big 10 team playing an ACC or they play all these weird different styles, your guards have got to take over and, and impose your will. And I don't think we, I mean, our guards, it's not our strong point. That's for damn sure. No, it's so, not. Uh, so that kind of concerns me. Um, but like I said, maybe I'm um, when how many more games we have. To, I mean, we don't have, but three or four left before we start playing the, the ACC tournament. So yeah, but who knows? Like the, the early in the season, there's still this little bit of hope in me that's like they can get it figured out and and make some noise. They could. That's what I was saying. We that's what I told Chris last night. We played Florida State hard, and then all of a sudden, just they threw it in the last couple of minutes. But um, I think we'll either build steam and you know hit hit the, the tournament hardcore and you know on a roll or we might you know, <laughs> run out of steam and end up coming in a, a five seat or something stupid. Like, you know, uh, these, this next two weeks is going to be big. I think we we'll either we have come in with all this momentum run straight to the lead eight, or we'll come in and get bounced by who first knows, round, you know? Um, so that's, that's what scares me. We, when they were hot, they were hot. And then all of a sudden two games, they were like, uh, we don't feel like playing basketball right now. And so uh, yeah. who's going to, who's going to show up is what, what scares me but uh well this uh, that that goes on coach mac i'm a big mac fan 100 and and uh i think he can do it so let's do what, it what he can't do 
is even though I like the movie, he can't put Jordan on the bench because he don't like that. And he that's when <laughs> he, bench, he just says, "All right, I won't play for two games." So yeah, uh, hurt his feelings. But uh, anyways, all right. Well, I guess two weeks from now, maybe our next show, we might have a better idea of where we're at and what we're what's going on. I hope so. Yep. Um, all right. Well, um, what else we got? Anything else? called that the state of the cards <laughs> yeah man we had we, on our notes it says sad cards <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well you got something cool going on don't you i do um so i'm starting a it's it's a little different it's like a club but you don't have to be a member of the club I, i'm calling it the louisville local club uh i've got a facebook page set up for it there i just got a logo going um, and, and now the social media stuff, I've been, I've been doing stuff behind the scenes, uh, besides just, you know, the front facing stuff and basically quarterly, I'm going to encourage people to come out, put down your phone, come eat at a local restaurant and talk to people. Um, to me, um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, division in the country. If you're online, well, go talk to your neighbor. You'll find out that it's not as bad as you think. So I am going to promote community, connections, local business, and and we're going to make something of it. Do you know how many people probably just had a panic attack when you said speak to another human being? I know, right? <laughs> like you mean interact? No, 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 no. Not on social media? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like you actually, sad. you actually talk to a person. Well, um, real estate. You, makes us we, we we like to talk, you know we're we're weird so that's our job i mean i know we talk we to like people to, and yeah. i want to i want to share that because um i tell you i get along with all kinds of different people and um i can fall into the trap of like getting on social media and getting all enraged about something or or not wanting to even listen to something about it you name it it doesn't it could be all sorts of stuff i fall into that trap too so this is my effort to combat that trend and have some analog type uh, interactions with people. Hmm, cool. That sounds um, the next show you said you think you'd be up and rolling by the end. Uh, well, or, or soon. The, the first event is actually, um, I, th I think it's scheduled. I got to get the, the full thumbs up from the place, but I mean, they gave us a thumbs up, but I haven't like paid for anything or reserved on paper, but we're looking at uh, March 18th, which is a Wednesday night. It is the night that just the little play-in games go on on the NCAA. I wanted to do it in March, but I'm I'm a realist. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna have it. We're not gonna have it on big tournament night. And it's gonna be at Agave and Rye, which is a brand new Mexican restaurant, homegrown, um, locally owned. They have some. They have one in Lexington also, and I think Northern Kentucky. It's elevated tacos. They've got the space in the back. They've got all these stand-up arcade games. They're all free. Um, we're going to come out. It's uh, The place is on Baxter Avenue, right at Lexington Road. The location can't be beat. They have a parking lot in the back. So oh. don't, yep, don't freak <laughs> out if you're thinking, well, Bardstown Road, I'm out. They have a parking lot. And we're going to do it from 630 to 830. Nice. Well, I think our next podcast will be right before that. so you It will be. It actually be in front of people's minds hopefully yep i'll hype it up it'll be good 
Cool. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing how that works out for you. It sounds like it could be something interesting nonetheless. If nothing else, I'll meet some people and, and talk to people offline. Yeah. You're crazy, man. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, um, let's see the next show. We, we keep talking about it, but the next show, hopefully uh, we're talking monster trucks. That's, uh, yeah. that's who I'm hoping uh, we get in here as a, a monster truck driver. Uh, Cause that show is going to go out. I think the weekend before or the week of uh, the monster truck show here in town. So um, we can get a driver. Uh, I haven't reached out to him, but I've been told that we should be good to go. Yeah, but, It's um, a specific one too, right? We're not just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not just, yeah. some we're not just going to DM people and be like, uh, <laughs> will you come on our show? Yeah. So that should be a fun and exciting show. Um, and then uh, I'm sure we'll be talking about spring. Good Lord and gardens and who knows what. So well, one weather I is like, it's almost, it's, it's almost here. It's already allergy season at my house. Evidently, For sure. So. Yep. Me too. Um, so we got allergy season. I saw some, I was showing a house the other day that had a couple of flies in it. So oh. I'm going to go ahead and say uh, it's spring. Maybe not well, officially. That's what we open our window. Any chance we get, we have all the windows open. And that's the first thing you think of as spring is open up the windows. And then you look at everything you think all your furniture is covered in dust and it's <laughs> pollen. So, um, you know, you gotta, it's a give and take. If you want the windows open, you're not gonna be able to breathe. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, pollen is uh, plant skeet, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm aware of what it is. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that show, <laughs> that show should be a good one. So uh, not that they're not all great shows, but uh, all of them are the best show. Every single show is better than the one beforehand. So that's um, right. here's a, here's my cool shirt. It's a, nice. a dude and a chicken, a rooster drinking beer together. So it's I like my, that. It's one of my faves. So, <laughs> um, all right. Well, um, that's all I have. You got anything else over there? Nope. Let's wrap this puppy up. All right. Well, um, like I said, I think the ACC tournament will be before the next show. So definitely go cards. Yep, go cards. Uh, thanks, Chad. Uh, look for the Louisville Local Club and uh, reach out to us and uh, give us some likes and uh, reviews if you think of it. Please. So we got a good review the other day. Did you see that? Finally, somebody went out there and wrote. So, so, so check it out. Yeah, so, I did. Uh, yeah, to look it up. Couldn't tell you who it was. It's nice. So uh, appreciate appreciate that, whoever <laughs> whoever you are. But uh, all right, guys. We'll uh, we'll talk to you later. Yep. Go cards. Thanks for listening to Talk About Town. Hey, check us out on social media at Talk About Town KY on Twitter and Facebook. Also, you can look us up on the web at TalkAboutTownKY.com. Malachi Hadley and Neil Cox are your friendly realtors with Smith & Wilson Realty. 